championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Welcome to everybody to Cover 49, our first podcast show. Very excited to bring it to you guys right after the Super Bowl. We've seen the GOAT, Tom Brady, do what he needed to do to become the GOAT for sure. But, you know, and for us to be a 49ers podcast to say that, that man is the GOAT for sure. Uh, I am Tesh, the host of Cover 49, and I got my main man, Chrissy Chris, and the bag man, Jamal, with me. Super uh, Yo. Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. All right, I mean, I'm Chris, a.k.a. Honcho, you know what I'm saying? This is what I do. <laughs> I'm going to speak the facts, tell you the truth, you know what I'm saying? If you don't understand me, you don't like what I say, that's your fault. But at the same time, I'm going to give you the realest. Like I said, we got Tessie Tess, the host with the most. I got the bag, man, cleaning up everything, leaving all the bodies, putting them away, you know, and I'm going to pass it to him, do what he does best. What's good, y'all? Just, you know, disclaimer, I didn't prove that back that I, uh, Nickname or whatever it is, what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. Got a couple different opinions. We're gonna keep it fresh. Uh, I'm real excited to be a part of this, though. It's gonna be exciting times. We're gonna have a whole different uh, approach to a podcast. We're gonna give you a whole different angles. But um, yeah, I'm real excited about this. Let's get it going. No, definitely. So this is a Footy Niners podcast. Cover Forty Nine. Play on words. And we are passionate about the Footy Niners, and we are gonna touch about a few different things that's going on in the league every week. We're going to bring you content, and it being right after Super Bowl, I think we'd be crazy not to talk about the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady a leading or making himself in the in a group by himself. He is in the Class A by himself. Yeah, he in the VIP, and we trying to get in there, but he's like, nah, <laughs> he's, he ain't letting us get in. I understand. Ain't having it. That's, that's the lead of the elite right there. Seven? Damn. Seven. Lucky number seven. I think I think um, it's easy to see Tom Brady. You know, what I mean, is is this his greatest Super Bowl performance? No, you know, far oh, from no. the greatest Super Bowl for performance. Uh, one of the greatest to ever be in the Super Bowl, the greatest to ever be in the Super Bowl. But I think what Todd Bowles and that defense did today, it cannot go unnoticed. Uh, uh, that was I mean, the MVP. Tom- I mean, they gave it to Tom, but like I said, the MVP. Was like you said, Todd Bowles and uh, their defense for sure. No, I mean it helps that Kansas City was down on their two tackles and their offensive guard, or starting offensive right guard, and their two uh, uh, offensive tackles. But Patrick Mahomes, being Patrick Mahomes, who he is, you at least give him a chance to put at least one touchdown on the board. But they shut him down and stopped him for nine field goals. And and you know the last week's podcast, our practice podcast, we didn't publish it, but. We're saying that the only way to stop these guys is to rush four, drop back in coverage, and stay in that too high look, which they did. And the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they haven't been able to show that all year. And so I was telling Chris, and Chris, you know, he, he says it's two weeks. They should be able to prepare. But I think it's just super impressive that Todd Bowles kept it simple and they did enough to stop uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Because, uh, I mean, it takes two weeks to prepare, but, I mean, you're playing in the Kansas City offense. So, honestly, that is going to take you two weeks to get everything, all your, you know, your schemes, you know, your keys, your reads, and everything like that. Because, I mean, they played, what, about a month ago, two months ago? And, you know, 
Tyreek Hill had almost 200 yards in the first quarter. He did have 200 yards in the first quarter. You know, Mahomes almost threw for 500 yards in that game. And they, that's just a perfect film study for them. To, uh, I mean, if I was Todd Bowles, I, he probably did this, was just put that tape on and and we're just watching that all. We're going to break it down. It's like, look, that was my fault, which is, I would say, Todd Bowles for trying to play man-to-man with Tyreek Hill. I mean, good luck with that. Come on now. That right. dude run. He's a cheater for a reason. He runs a four-flat. So right. it's like you're trying to play any corner, you know, who's backpedaling while he's running straight. That's 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 bad coaching right there. So I don't put that on the DBs. So uh, Ty Bowles to me is obviously one of the MVPs of this performance because he saw his errors and he looked at himself and self evaluated, and he looked at us like, no, we're gonna, we're not gonna do this. We're gonna change it up and everything like that. Luckily, he had two weeks to prepare, get his mind, get his guys right, get their mind right, give them the right keys, give them the right information so they can uh do execute the game plan and it and it showed and it and it showed i mean i don't did my home score a touchdown did he throw no. one today no no they, they settled for three field goals exactly three field goals you know whoever had uh the kicker in the daily fantasy pod or um <laughs> draft kings um, draft kings there we go there we go oh my bad it's a little late we're on the east coast so you know it's about <laughs> three in the morning right now so, uh, no, nah, man, but, let's be uh, honest, man. Todd Bowles saw the two tackles being out and he was just looking his chops, man. Oh, yeah, man. Chad yeah, Garrett was yeah. feasting today. KPP was feasting today. I mean, how much preparation oh, yeah. do you need? I mean, that dude was just send the dogs. Man. That tackle, man, they they were coming. Uh, Shaq Garrett and JPP were they were coming off the edge hard, and I was like, he couldn't do nothing. You know, Mahomes does what he does, but he didn't have no time. No, you guys are absolutely right, especially Jamal brings up the point that missing two tackles, missing a guard, missing uh, 60% of your line is a huge recipe for disaster. And we were saying that on our practice pod that I don't – I mean, I was saying that the, the Buccaneers are going to win 38 to 28. I didn't think they are going to put a, 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 a whooping on them like this. This was a whooping. And you can say whatever you want. There's a couple stats that uh, I thought was – uh, shows up the game. Uh, Mahomes ran for 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> so, hey, I believe it. Oh, no, he was, I mean, that hey, was a real stat running. that I saw. Hey, he got his steps in. He got his steps in. For sure, he got his steps in. So, I mean, it wasn't uh, the performance that he wanted, but yeah, he was out there running for his life, you know, and on a bad foot, you know. So it was like, man. So Another- I, 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 Tampa Bay all the way, and I said it. Take the under. Another Take stat. Under. Another stat that I want to throw up, throw out there is that uh, Tom Brady is one year younger. Or no, no, sorry about that, guys. I messed that one up. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' mom is one year older or one year younger than Tom Brady. <laughs> well, that that is a good fun fact. That is one we're gonna <laughs> take to the bank, and you know, it's like he lost to your parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you lost I mean, to somebody your parents' age, so you know what I mean. I mean Tom Brady, though, man, yeah. the, the dude is the goat. I mean, I was gonna say no, forty-three, no, no fact, no stat. I mean, if you didn't think he was the goat. There's really nothing you can say now. Kill yourself. He really is. <laughs> I don't Honestly. don't go that far. We don't condone that here at Cover Forty Nine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a family show. This is a family show. I apologize. I apologize for that. Like I said, this is East Coast time. This is uh, it's late. 
So, like I said, uh, this is a family podcast, and you just can't deny Tom Brady. Tom Brady's greatness, even though it wasn't him on the on the the highlight tonight. But at the same time, he still had the quarterback, and he still had to navigate the offense to do what they did. And this game was over probably second quarter. Honestly. No, right. This, this wasn't uh, one of these uh, usual Tom Brady Super Bowls where he had to come where the stat was where he had six winning uh, game-winning drives in the Super Bowl. This no, is probably his easiest uh, Super Bowl performance, to be honest with you, where you no. didn't have to have any pressure on him. I mean, the defense, but that's been the whole playoff run for him. I mean, like the, in the NFC Championship, to throw three interceptions and still to win by what? what I don't know how many points they won. Was like 10? 15 right. points, they, right. they they won against the Packers. Right, 10 and points. And that was, yeah. like, the highest-scoring offense in the league and the MVP, you know? So, it's like, that's just Tom Brady. That's his aura that it, it spread around the team. I mean, and my guy, Devin White, doing what he does. You know, I'm a defensive guy, so I love all the defensive players. That's why I said Todd Bowles might have been my MVP, but who they gave it to, uh, Tom Brady? The, Tom, Tom Thomas? Of course. Ah. Oh. Man, I was already gone by then. Yeah. Man, that's Not. terrible. But I thought Leonard Fournette might have a shot at it, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's why I'm like, uh, they always want to, you know, get a truck to the quarterback. It is what it is. I mean, there's a couple guys, like, if, if you really understand football and if you really watch football, you understand the guys that do the dirty work. Uh, one guy is uh, Chris Godwin. I don't think oh, he yeah. had any catches, but that dude was blocking his butt off. He was blocking his butt off on the Fournette run. Uh, mm-hmm. So was Gronk, but he was also blocking his butt off on the screens. Anytime they're throwing a screen out, it was Godwin that was lead blocking. Also, there was a couple of times where he was pulling and he kicked out a D end. So when you got players like that that are sold out, like, you know, Chris Godwin should be catching, what, at least five balls in this game, right? He's that type of receiver, right? Exactly. At least at least five to six, you know, you know, touches. I mean, honestly, I would say ten looks maybe. Yeah. But, you know, touches he might get out of those five or, you know, the ten looks that he gets but, but at the same he's, he's a out there player. yeah he's out there doing the dirty work you know what i mean i mean you're never going to get an mvp to chris godwin right or you're never going to get an mvp to the both the linebackers to shut down the middle of the field you know what i mean so tom brady's going to get it because the mvp is a uh i guess a quarterback, quarterback award, award just like the mvp award which you know that's I a whole different it. subject for another day yeah but so i mean tom brady tom brady's a goat and before this season started, right after Tom Brady got done with New England, Tom Brady gave Kyle Shanahan a call and John Lynch a call and said, hey, guys, what are you guys doing? You know, and, and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said, oh, you know, we're just enjoying our offseason. Oh, he gave us that you up text, huh? Yeah. He, he, he gave us that you up, man. We yeah. didn't answer. Yeah, you up. He said, oh, we're just, you know, enjoying our offseason. We just did a Super Bowl run, say, trying to retool and get back in there by trading uh, DeForest Buckner away. But – that's neither here or there, but Tom Brady says, I want to come. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, they go on to say, you know what? We studied the tape, and we're fine with one James Garoppolo. Now, before anybody jumps out <laughs> and says, why aren't you calling him Jimmy G? I really feel like you can earn a nickname if you're a, a good player, right? And on top of that, only the, the best of the best are known as by their first name, right? You got Kobe, which we all know is Kobe Bryant. We you know, yes, play Draymond. Right, we all know who those guys are. LeBron, right? We all know who that is. If I say Tommy, we all know it's Tom Brady, right? Tom Tolbert, yeah. Tom Tolbert. <laughs> <Mr. T. laughs> even Mr. T has a nickname, and you wrong. know who Mr. T is, right? 
James Garoppolo's nickname is Jimmy G, and James Garoppolo doesn't deserve a nickname in my book. So for the our podcast, I will call him James Garoppolo. And so James Garoppolo <laughs> starts off the season. And so this is how we're going to start off our podcast, guys. You know, we're going to start off going into the season. And I want to break down the season. We're not going to break down every game, but we're going to break down the season in, in, in quarters. And so we're going to start off with the first four games. James Garoppolo and the 49ers start off the – season against the Arizona Cardinals, you know, hyped up, coming off the uh, Super Bowl loss, and we dubbed the season, the fans dubbed the season, the Revenge Tour. And we're starting off the Revenge Tour against Arizona, and we jump up to a 10-0 lead. And, you know, uh, uh, James Garoppolo orchestrates a uh, first drive to kick a field goal. The defense does what the defense does, and they uh, pitch a three and out. And then we – hit an angle route to Jeff Wilson like we do always against the Cardinals, and we always score on the same play, and it's 10-0 before you know it. And I'm thinking, you know what? Oh, man, I'm looking up Tampa Bay. I know there's COVID, but I'm still going to buy me a dang playoff ticket or a Super Bowl ticket. I'm looking at jerseys and stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I mean, I might need to give me a Jeff Wilson jersey. But before we know it, <laughs> down in that game. We end up losing that game 24-20, to and there's one pass in that game and I know we're not going to dissect every game, right? But there's one pass in that game where Jimmy G just leaves the ball hanging. There we go, saying Jimmy G. James Garoppolo leaves the ball hanging in the air to one Kendrick Bourne. Yes, Kendrick Bourne should have jumped up, try to get a pass interference, try to high point the ball. But the man was in the end zone with nobody else around him, and he left the ball hanging enough for the defender to run underneath the ball and hit the ball away with his own helmet. So the defender was done. The defender didn't even turn around and look for the ball. And that was James Garoppolo's finest moment of this season was undershooting, undershooting a touchdown pass that would have won us that game. Um, and you guys want to touch on the Arizona Cardinals game? No, that was a very heart, heartbreaking game for me, honestly. I was fired up beginning of the season. I was Like you said, the, I wasn't necessarily on the revenge tour, but I would say maybe the redemption. You know, like, you know, we should have won that Super Bowl because – I'm not going to lie, that ooh-wee, that's still a little uh, salty for me even a year later, you know. Right. So imagine, you know, six months to five months prior, you know, I was like, yeah, and then we lost that game, and I was like, whoa, like, come on now. We had everybody there. I mean, it was our first game of the year at home, you know, set the tempo for the season, and then it was kind of like a – kind of uh, foreshadowing how the season was going to go. It's right. going to be in, uh, a long year for us, up and down, highs and lows. Jamal, you want to touch on that first game? You remember your emotions during that game? Yeah. Our, uh, the only thing I really remember is just watching uh, Kyler Murray just run through our defense, almost like just sailing through untouched right. a couple times. Yeah, And also, that's, that's the same game that uh, Jimmy G hit that same high throw to Kittle. And, 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 and your man, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, that's when I think we missed Kittle for about two games after that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that yeah. was just kind of like the we, – we had no idea, but that was the, the story of our season right then and there. Injuries. Right. No. Basically. Basically. And so, no, yeah, you guys, you guys bring up a good point where, you know, we're hoping that James Garoppolo can bring out the best of his game, right? But the defense had to carry the day. And so the defense kind of broke at the end. They they gave up a 30-yard scramble to Kyler Murray, first game of the season, super athletic. He's going to do what he's going to do. And then also we gave up that, uh, it was like a, 
a cross route to a Hopkins and he broke it for the mm-hmm. touchdown. And that's the one that kind of broke the back. Yeah, didn't he have like 18 catches that game? I was going to yeah. say, he was eating on us. Yeah. He was. Yeah, 18 but catches. Like I said, that might have been more scheme than than uh, personnel. No, definitely. That might have been more on the coaching. It's like, you know, you got DeAndre Hopkins. That's more of a pride thing because it's like, all right, man, this guy's getting, you know, 13, 14 catches on us and he's converting all these first, uh, first downs and everything like that. And it's, Woo. No, no, you guys are right. You guys are right. So from there, we go on on the New York trip. Oh, don't forget that D4 sighting. Oh, yeah, D4 played that game. That's game the game that, the that you got hurt and never came back. Yep. So that was the beginning also of our injury luck with D4 never <laughs> coming back. And I so, don't know who that is. <laughs> and Shit, so after that. What was the last time we played? D4, yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so mm-hmm. after that, we, we go on the New York tour. We play the Jets. We play the Giants. And, uh, you know, MetLife gets us. Uh, we lose two players in back-to-back plays and two ACLs in back-to-back plays. And one of the – one of the in, in the Jets game, the first ACL that was taken was, I think, the best defensive player in the league, and mm. Nicky Bosa. Notice I say Nicky Bosa because that man deserves a nickname. Um, all right, all right. And so – but, you know, we, we handle the Jets. I wonder if Solo's looking around and saying, oh, where's my office at in week two back then, but – uh, that's a story for another day. Then we handle the Jets, we handle the Giants, and then we're off to Philadelphia. And we drop a game there, you know what I mean? So at this point, we're 2-1. We're and one. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, maybe we can, you know, maybe these guys got a little something in them. Maybe we got a little action. And we go into Philadelphia. And I think this is a game where uh, – does Jimmy G get hurt in this game? Yeah, he, tw- he twists his this is a This is a home game. We played at home. That's when Nick oh. Mullins decided to have two – Ridiculous interceptions. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the yeah, game before. Start of Nick Mullins, right? Yeah, so the game before is when uh, Jimmy G sprains his ankle. And I remember the play, and, I, and, and people don't talk about those plays so much, where he didn't twist his ankle. It was a defender that grabbed his ankle and pulled his ankle back. And so it was never like a twist, but it was more like a club, a high ankle club, right? And so this is a game. We're, we're playing the Eagles, and, and we're playing at home, like Jamal says, and Wentz is doing his thing a little bit. He's going off, and it's and it's 25 to 20 was the final score. But what I remember in this game was that Deontay Johnson, after this game, he goes on the injury uh, injured list, and he's out for three three to four weeks. I forget how, many, how long he's out for, but he's out for a partial tear in his hamstring, right? He gives up two touchdowns, two bombs of the touchdowns that he had no business of being on the field with. And so – this is the beginning I'm thinking that, you know, Salah and Shanahan, they're feeling themselves a little bit. They're feeling their coaches. They're feeling their personnel. They think they, can, they can't do any wrong. And you're leaving a guy who's playing on one leg to cover a no-name practice squad wide receiver. That's, and now I'm thinking about it. The Philadelphia Eagles did not have a starting wide receiver in that game, and we dropped the game to them, right? We, we can't that, score. That one, hurt. that one hurt on Sunday night football, prime time. Yeah. We can't we score. Mullins turning the ball over, right, and we're giving up. We're giving up long touchdowns, and and that's a game that just is stands in my head because we have we have we have safeties, right? And, and one safety in particular has played in this league as a corner, and he's been matched up against guys like Julio Jones, Alshon Jeffrey. I remember him being a little bit younger, and he was playing corner against these guys. He's played slot corner, he's played outside corner, he's played both safety positions. That's Jimmy Ward, right? And that's the one gift that Trent Baalke left us. Uh, Jimmy Ward and Jimmy Ward has time that he's played corner and it makes me mad still that we dropped this game a winnable game because we want to leave a guy out there that's hurt terrible (laughs) 
That's all. That's terrible. No, I mean that game was. I mean, you summed that game up in a in a nutshell right there. I mean, it was a winnable game. It was a home game to a lesser Eagles team when we were at full strength or somewhat full strength than what we were going to be down the road. But it that that's one of the games we can look back on the season, and that's the one that those ones that hurt. Like you said, the Arizona game. There's the Eagles game. Um, what other game is there where we would felt like go on? But Jamal, is, is you want to talk about this game or no? No, I mean, yeah, that game and the following weekends, the Dolphins. Right. That's so, oh man, now so, hey, honestly, so those two games the right there. So those two it games. Was, so so Sala Sala says, okay, we're gonna go with Deont- Deontay Johnson to end the game. Shanahan's like, okay, we'll go with Deontay Johnson to end the game. What is Sala? And 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 Shanahan decided to do for the Miami game. Bring up my boy Brian Allen. Brian Allen, number forty-eight. Chris, you're a defensive <laughs> guy. What kind of defensive back was number forty-eight? A scrub. A, a practice teamer. A, yeah, exactly. a whoa, 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 whoa! Time out, time out. Fred Warner's uh, first number at rookie was number forty-eight. Yeah, but he's a linebacker. He did okay. He did, okay. He did okay. okay. That's a fullback linebacker number. A DB forty-eight. Yeah, we you just reaching for that one. They're like, yeah, we had no more of the number, so we're gonna give you like that's like forty nine. No disrespect, because Delaney Walker, my guy, one of my all time favorite forty ers <laughs> Shout out for the you know for the forty nine, cover forty nine hashtag, you know. But as a DB, I need you in the I need you in the twenties, in the low thirties, and and in the, the number wise, because I mean, hey, you you look good, you play good, forty eight. If you're not a strong safety uh, hitter, mm, cover corner, you're not that good. I, I can't give you that. I can't give you that. And I, and I know my DBs. I know my divas. That's what the well, D stands for. Let's give credit to Dolphins, D-ver. though. They knew this kid was just pulled off the street, literally pulled off the street, just throw the ball at him. And that's what they did. And Salah didn't adjust. So we deserve to lose that's that what game. I, said. I want to put that on Salah for that one because you can't put that guy fresh off the street into a – into a situation where he's going to be man to man with I mean NFL receivers, he hasn't he doesn't have the game flow, the, the game speed. I mean he hasn't been doing the reps. I mean he could have been working a, a nine to five like us, and then next thing you know he's playing on Sunday. So that that's a tough that's a tough draw for him. So I don't really want to bash him like that, you know. Shout out Brandon Allen, you know. Hopefully, no, uh, no definitely him. not right because Allen he he did his best, okay. It yeah, goes back to the same thing that I'm saying. If Allen was in this room right now, I wouldn't be so, you know, I wouldn't say he sucked, right? No, 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 awful, most definitely not. But, no, no. but but he tried his best, right? But he should have never been in that position to be there. Yeah, Especially that, it goes coaching. back to you have a guy that's a starter in the NFL who started at corner in the NFL who has game logs and knows what it is to play corner in the NFL in Jimmy Ward. You can't tell me. You, I, I don't want to hear this excuse. Oh, they didn't have anybody else. Don't tell me that. Don't tell they me that Richard else. Sherman was hurt. And especially I mean, not receiver. Where's the free safety? Him. No, sure. you you move him and you put more at free safety, like they did towards the end of the season. You know what I mean? Don't oh, tell me. That's still one two We're still in the imbalance. You yeah. know, we still had a shot. You know, those moves like that that you look back on. You know, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but moves like that. You know, can alter your season. You know that that could have been a swing game for us. You know, I mean, you, you, the season's already over. Honestly, after that Dolphins game, <laughs> what are we? We're two and three. We two lost Nick three. Bosa. When Bosa went down, I shut it down already, bro. I was like, all right, no. next year. 
I'll be They want us to do well, but this, as soon as both went down, it was over. I'll and after that Dolphins game, that. it was it was dead. I'll, I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you, Chris. I was at Jamal's house for that Jets game. As soon as he got hurt, he went outside to go check on the barbecue. I walked away. There was nothing on the barbecue grill. He went outside to go check on the barbecue. I'm not gonna lie, I was grilling too. I was upset. I was hurt. I bet on the game. And I was, I was like, oh man! But at two and three, I still had a shot. I'm not gonna no, lie. Yeah. Way that extra playoff team with Nick you know, Mullins as quarterback. Hey, he <laughs> won some games. He won some games this year. I mean, okay, so guys, guys, let's let's go on the season. Okay, so Miami and the Eagles game, we're gonna blame that on the coaching dropping that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we wasn't yeah, putting the, the best position right there. to succeed. Thank God we have the L.A. Rams in our division, and thank God Kyle Shanahan owns their coach McVay. Right? Thank God. He does. Thank he God. does. And so we get the Rams. We put a whooping on them, 24-16. We run the ball. I, I can remember in that game that we took the ball out of Mullins' hand and we ran the ball. Uh, then we played New England. Thought. And that's a game that Jimmy G comes back in, right, New England. And and I don't have a stat in my, in my hand, right, but all of Jimmy G's yards of passing, positive yards of passing, was yak yards except for like 30-something yards. There were literally bubble screens. There were literally handoffs, you know, you know that jet pass that they love to do where Jimmy yeah, oh yeah, a little two flip. inches in front of him to yeah. Debo, right? And it's just an extension to the run play, the outside zone play to Debo. And um and 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 though and so Jimmy G, if you look at his stat line, it's great. That game is great, right? But he had Yeah, that was a homecoming 30, for him, nice little warm yeah, up. Um, he only had, yeah, he only had 30 yards passing, but so they played Stick it so to the Patriots. Right. Yeah. So they play the so they play the Patriots. Jimmy G gets his revenge game instead of freaking revenge tour. He gets his revenge game, and they're four and three. Now, that I know we're backtracking the Philadelphia game, but there's a play that we're missing in that game, and I know that we're we're supposed to be a cover 49, 49ers podcast. We're passionate about them, right? We're not going to be a podcast that says that oh the 49ers can't do anything wrong. But that game, there was one particular play in that game that just blew my mind away and if you guys remember and i want to know your uh your what you guys were thinking when brandon iu took that screen to the house oh, yeah we winning i thought we, I, hey honestly i was fired up sunday night you know i was like hey i'll take it you know i you know i bet on football and you know you know if i don't win but if my team wins i'm happy you know and and that game was uh it was a roller coaster because i thought we had it and then at, towards the end i'm like what the hell? Like we lost? Like that that one hurt. I remember that game. Like you said, the Dolphin games for sure. The a couple games this year where there were gut punches for sure. Jamal, what you think about Brandon? No, I, I mean that. Players? I mean that's what we've been waiting for since like To bouncing man, like a receiver right. to make a goddamn play. I mean, right. how dope was that hurdle? Right. Oh, oh hell yeah. Defender. I mean, he must have been six up in the air to right. score on that play. It just. It was refreshing to see, and then that kind of put us on the. That kind of got us on the the Brandon Ayu, uh, you know, the hype train. Yeah, because it's like we haven't seen nothing. You know, we he was hurt in you know training camp and early in the season. He was trying to get his legs down, and that was just uh, to show us what was going to happen uh, throughout the year. I mean, he had a shot towards the end of the year to break the record, you know, a Jerry Rice record. So, you know, I. I'll be drafting him next year for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Over Debo. Oh, yeah. hey, I'm excited man. about him. I, rem- I mean, he's the, probably the one rookie receiver or even receiver I've been real excited about since, you know, Bolden leaving and 
the first couple of years of Crabtree being around. But yeah, Brandon Ayuk looks real. Yeah, we need good. we need somebody like that where we can just throw mm-hmm. the ball to him for five, six yards, catch it, make a play, get him out in space, and he does his thing. You know, we need that, especially in our offense. You yeah, know, it's, it's it's very it's a run heavy offense, but you also need to have those little plays where you throw five or six yards or like a, a screen play where you can turn something into turn nothing into something. No, you guys are right. So, so back to the season, right? So we, we beat the, we beat the new England Patriots and we get out of the, uh, what a win against the hoodie in new England also. Oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it, man. And so, and, and so we're four and three. I'm feeling a little good. You know what I mean? I'm Homer at best and I'm like four I'm and three. 49. You know what I mean? And and I'm like, you know what? We're we're in third place in the division, but maybe we catch that wild card seed. And if we catch that wild card seed, we get a little healthy. Who knows what happens? You know what I mean? And I'm thinking over here, oh, maybe Bosa comes back for a Super Bowl. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Homer for show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so then we get to the gauntlet and we, we got Seattle, we got Green Bay, and we got New Orleans. We got three games in a row where I feel like if we can go two and one. And we can do something, we'll, we'll, we'll be there, right? And I just remember we're going to that Seattle game. And then there's another game that Mullins just throws up in. And, and before that Seattle game, I got, I want you guys to remember, I don't think you remember, they had the worst passing defense of all time at that point of the season. They were I thought they had the worst defense of all time. That is the game we could have got. <clears throat> got for sure. So they have the worst defense of all time, right? And so that's a game where, like, you know what? We're going to go up. We're going to give it to Seattle like they have Matt Hasselbeck back in the day, right? <laughs> Not even Seattle fans can know who Matt Hasselbeck is. But we're going we're gonna to give it to them. We're going to put it on them. Screw Russell Wilson. He can't cook. You know what I mean? Sierra does all the huh. cooking, and we're going <laughs> to put it on them. We, we ended up dropping that game 37, 37 to 27. And I remember that was a beginning where I found out what kind of quarterback Mullins is. Mullins cannot do anything till the game is two scores, <laughs> till the game is two scores, and then the man turns into Jeff Garcia. Yeah, I, I don't like him. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't oh, like no, him. Hell no. I mean, come I on. Mean, I mean, Nick Mullins. I'll wish him right all there. the best, but, you know, hope his surgery goes well, but he's got to kick rocks, man. What kind Sorry. of quarterback has Tommy John? Nick Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Nick Mullins is not, not, is not it. I mean, I, I would have honestly preferred more uh, C.J. Beathard at, towards the end because I'm like, we know we're getting Nick Mullins. I mean, this guy is just – this is like playing Thanksgiving football with that guy, man. I mean, I could have been <laughs> Nick Mullins. I'm not lying. I mean, I could have I could have been running out there. I would have passed the COVID test. I'm good. Oh, no. So you talk about COVID test, right? And so that, the next game is Green Bay and uh, – and you know, I don't want to touch on all the games, right? Right, but it seems like we are touching all the games. But Green Bay, that's a COVID game. We go out there with River Craig Craycraft. River Craycraft. If you told me in the beginning of the season that we would have a wide receiver named River Craycraft, I would have said you're being Cray Cray. <laughs> you ain't lying. I swear, I tried to I tried to put an application in, but they didn't. They weren't hiring at the end. I was trying to run a couple of routes. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to get out there on a Thursday night. Who the hell is River Craycraft too, man? We can't get any solid, you know, backup practice squad player anywhere else. Ain't no one else out there. No, he was working out Craycraft. Yeah, well that that well that game was because our whole wide receiver room had tested positive for COVID, right? Whole wide receiver room tested positive for COVID, and for some reason Trent Williams in the wide receiver room also. 
hanging out. Oh, no, with he was trying to get some snaps. He was trying to, yeah, he was trying to dance around, and so he tested positive for COVID also, right? So we go into that game missing our offensive line. We're missing all our wide receivers, and they're like, okay, go ahead and play the Packers. But the point why I'm bringing it is if it was the Ravens, they'd be like, oh, you don't know how to play till next week, Thursday. Yeah, we didn't get no burn. Yeah, we. I would have took a, a Tuesday night game, you know, but, you know, we had to play on a Thursday night. I mean – as a true cover 49, hashtag faithful fan that I am, I lost uh, 100 bucks that game. <laughs> I, had people, I had people, you know, that were talking Dude, about the expensive season. I was like, hey, you know what? Screw it. I'll, 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 I'll take the bet, even though that was a, a, a straight loss because, like you said, everybody had COVID. You know, Trent Williams was trying to, you know, catch a fire. You know, he's trying to catch a fade and everything like that. So we lost him and everything like so, um, that game was honestly that game was we'll just call that a wash, you know, a COVID game because <laughs> we had nobody out there. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, on his MVP, you know, uh, yeah, dumb. March, well, yeah. He, he, yeah, he had he, a he, three he, games in his career game, also. Yeah, he came yeah, in here and, and, and he they said, were, you know, they wanted to, you know, get us back from last year. But to me, right, I'm like, if you're a Green Bay fan, that's you can take that, you can take that dub, but. To me, I'm like, man, you're going to beat us. We ain't got our full, you know, we ain't have Kittles. I don't think, did Kittles play that game? I don't think so. No, no, he wasn't back then. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. We didn't have none of our receivers, no linemen. No, so, it was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. We come out of that game, you know what I mean? And then we go up to uh, New Orleans. We're playing New Orleans every season now like it's like they're our damn in our in our. Division. I know, right? I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know we played them that much. We might as well start playing them twice a year. So we go to New Orleans and we, start, and we lose again. Right. And then we get our bye week and thank God who's on the schedule. The good old LA Rams are back on our schedule. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we go, you know, we're at five and six at this point. We play the LA Rams. We're five and six at this point. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? We're only like a few games out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? The Redskins made the playoffs. They made the playoff or the Redskins. Pardon me. Sorry about that. Washington football team, man. The Washington don't, football don't. team. Disrespect my Native American culture. <laughs> I am zero percent Cherokee. Zero <laughs> percent Cherokee. WFT, right? Thank we, you. They made the uh, they made That's the playoffs, fan. right? And so we, we were playing the we drop a go, we drop a game to Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen or Jared Allen? Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen. Fireball's finest. We drop a game to Josh there Allen on prime time, and so. Yes. Prime time, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers comes in here. He starts talking about, oh, I used to love the Niners. Let me drop 150,000 yards on you guys. Josh Allen says, you know what? I used to love the Niners. Let me drop 150,000 yards on you guys. And so back-to-back prime time games, we're losing to Packers and we're losing to Buffalo. In between that, we uh, beat the Rams. From then on, we go and play our, uh, you know, our prodigal son, if you will, our long-lost uh, Alex Smith in his return to become the comeback player of the year. He doesn't finish that game, and we dropped a game to Washington football team, one of the worst teams in the in – the, in But still, the shout out Alex Smith, though. I mean, shout, you out, shout out Alex Smith. You got to shout out Alex Smith, cover 49. He, he was on some strength. You know, it was a, a good, nice little homecoming for him, you know. But that game was a winnable game for us, though. Right. We, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, our – but Nick Mullins did what Nick Mullins does. I mean, that's another Nick Mullins game for us. I mean, he at least two <laughs> or three picks. 
I was like, come on, man. We went in and he threw a pick and then he fumbled. I mean, that's two touchdowns on the offense. I mean, the defense right. score. So right. I was no. like, man. And so that, that was a stat, right? They won that game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Yeah. And so I that mean, that's when we were still in the in the like our season wasn't over until I'll right. say about week thirteen. Week fourteen. I mean, mathematically, yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, too. I mean, there was still hope, you know, us uh, being the faithful that we are, you know, there was like our right, we went out as realistically, you know, we're not like I said, this is a cover forty nine, so I can bash the Raiders all I want. <laughs> I mean, we're not the Raiders here where, you know, we're like six and you know, six and twelve and we still think we're making the playoffs here. We were right. you, you know, we were still had a like you said, mathematically had a shot. And, you know, we get a couple games like that one here or there. We're still, you know, I mean, look at Arizona. They That, that could have been us. But our quarterback play, Nick right. Mullins, doing right. what he does. No, exactly. And so um, we dropped the game to WFT, and we go <laughs> on to go play Dallas. And I think this is the end of our season. You know, we have a few more games after Dallas. But what happens on our playing ride to Dallas is not also we have a losing season, the 49ers lose their stadium with COVID. Santa Clara basically says that uh, we don't want you guys to come back. Hey, if we would have won games, they would have told us to come back. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if we was, hey, we was on, playing tonight, if we was a winning football team, <clears throat> we would have been, we would have been like, you know what? We're going to have you guys back there. But they're like, you know what? Hey, we ain't going to take this risk. Y'all stay in Arizona. Keep your asses there. And so, you know, both of you guys used to play sports. Both of you guys are involved in football. Any athlete loves his routine, right? His game day routine, his practice routine, his routine at home, his routine, 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 routine. That's what these guys love. Oh, I'm still the same way. Even though I'm not, you know, I'm not an active football, you know, player anymore, but I still right. have my routines. I treat my life right. as an athlete still and, and my profession as an athlete. I have my routine. I like to do what I do, you know, and once that kind of gets, you know, thrown off a little bit, you know, my, my day is not as smooth as it normally could, you know, I'm, hey, that's just in, in st instilled in us as athletes, you and know, was, we have a, a script, you know, we have, a, you know, meetings, we have this time, we have this time, we have this time and this time, so, and when that gets thrown off and then, you know, you can't come back home, it's like, you got to sleep somewhere else, you know, you got to do this, got to do that. that, that, that throws off everything, throws you all out of whack. And, th and, that and that's what happens. The routine got out of whack. The guys didn't know where they were going to stay at. They drop a game against Dallas. And I think one guy in particular I want to say is Robbie Gold. You know, and he's just a kicker, right? The highest paid kicker in the league. Robbie Gold is a family man. Robbie Gold loves to be around his kids and all that kind of stuff. If you follow him on Twitter and social media, he almost said, you know what? I'm going to quit football. I don't want to play for the 49ers anymore because I want to be around my sons a, little, a lot longer, right? The 49ers said, okay, bring your sons with you. Him not being able to see his kids during that Christmas time, I remember, was it the Seattle game where he missed three field goals? You guys remember that game? Yeah. He, yeah. he missed three field goals. I and think that's, that's very a direct, characteristic. Yeah, and I, I think that's a direct correlation of these guys. All of a sudden, you're, you're locked in your hotel room, and you got nowhere to go. You're not even at home. All the clothes that you packed for one road trip, that was all the clothes you got, and then you guys got to figure it out from there. They're going uh, to Walmart. Yeah. You go to Walmart, Walmart and, get a fit. and, then, and you, you know Trent Williams and the rest is a wide receiver room <laughs> for Trent Williams. They're going the big and tall. Room. Yeah, 
they don't they don't do Walmart. You know what I mean? So that's why I said they go in the big and tall. They go in the men's you know men's warehouse or something. You know they're yeah. trying to pick up a suit. And so and so so during this also this time it's you know you got guys like Kittle that wants to come back and play. There's nothing to play for, but he's just a baller, right? And that oh, just yeah, leaves man. me that just leaves me with James Garoppolo. And I don't know if you guys seen Cut it. Him. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen it. There was a chance where the, the Niners thought that he could come back. And yes, I don't trust the Niners medical staff. And it could be that we're unlucky, but there was a multiple examples during the season. I think Kittle was one of them himself that guys came back one week too early. And okay, True. maybe he, he didn't trust his ankle, but you got guys out there like Kittle going out there battling it. And I think that him being so-called the leader, the quarterback of the team, I think it's hard for me to say, right? I don't know what the ankle sprain is. I don't know. They were saying that he might need surgery. He hasn't gotten no surgery yet, so he probably never needed the surgery, right? You don't know another man's pain. You know what I'm saying? Oh, true. And so, I mean, at this point, the season's already lost. So why are you putting your franchise quarterback out there for no damn reason and risking, you know, making it way worse? I mean, I can see, I can see your point. I can see your point. But so we go into the off season, right? Season's over. Wrench tour is over. It is what it is. We go into the off season and we're thinking about rebuild. Right from the get go, I think it was a couple of days after the our season's over. We're going to the playoffs. All of a sudden, we're hearing a bunch of rumors that the Niners are in the market of trading for a quarterback. The first name that that pops off is Deshaun Watson, and yeah, it was buddy. just like. And, it, and, 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 and 49ers Twitter freaking erupted. I've never seen so many freaking edits in my life. Some people on 49ers Twitter, you guys are remarkable at Photoshop. You guys would put like Some, these jerseys so on these quarterbacks. <laughs> and you guys put these jerseys on these quarterbacks, and it seems like it's a real deal, right? So any any quarterback that's out there, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Andy Dalton, anybody that's out there, it seems like the Niners are, are, are just – Stay home. That's what you tell them. Stay home. We do not want them. Outside, other than the side of Deshaun Watson, I'll say that. But all those other quarterbacks you named, I'd rather, I'd rather we just draft one. Right. No, so, I mean, that would be a pot in itself. But we're going into the offseason. And and during this offseason, um, everybody's favorite, Debo, you know, when he stays healthy, he's everybody's favorite. I don't, I don't, I can't speak for Jamal. What do you think, Jamal? You can't. No, I, I think he's, <laughs> he's like, I'm right here. running back. Should have drafted AJ Brown. I'll keep saying it to my grave. AJ Brown, Brown was a better receiver, but that's another conversation for another day. Okay, so but he's he's on Instagram Live. Hits up one Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon, he asked Jeremy McKinnon, are you coming back? Jeremy McKinnon, I forget the exact words, but it was a very disrespectful no. He, I'll, I'll tell you from here, bro. He said fuck no. <laughs> Sorry. Jeremy McKinnon, dude. 100% disrespectful, yeah. man. I mean, get the step in. We don't need that kind of shit around here, man. So you right. two years of us, and that's how you're gonna act. Right, exactly. And, and, and exactly. Like we we stuck with you for two years. And the NFL is a doggy dog world. So if you're it's like, oh, what are you done for me lately, league? You know what I'm saying? We dug it out for you for two years and gave you a shot and we built your stock back up. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's his fault he got hurt, but I mean he, he robbed us damn near of what, thirty million dollars? True, true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying the first two and years, that's how you're that's gonna why act? your money's guaranteed. Right there, and so everything he was playing for was just scraps. So now you know he yeah, could build his market back up. So he might know it will be no market for him. I guarantee you. I mean, he will get signed, right? But let's say if the Niners didn't want to invest that time into him, bring back Frank. Right, and so that's the thing that 
I find super disrespectful. No, he doesn't owe the fans anything, right? Of course he doesn't. He has to take care of his family. He's not going to turn down the money that was guaranteed to them. He signed his contract. They honored the contract. They paid him his money. Okay. Now, I remember there was times that I didn't think McKinnon was going to come back. He wasn't even half the player that we thought he'd be this last season. But not gratitude, but just, you know what? I don't think the 49ers and me are a good situation. I don't think the money's there, whatever. It's time for us to move on, and it's time for me to move on. I enjoyed my time. I thank the 49ers for rehabbing me and sticking with me, and I, I'm just going to go on and see what's better for my family. That would have been huge. That would have been great. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could have walked away, and we'd, we would have been and nothing said. We wouldn't even talk about him. He right. would have just been good. But if you want to disrespect us, then we got to talk about it. <laughs> And so, and so that that moves on. So McKinnon's probably gone, right? And so that moves on to another good season. Say that again, Chris. My bad. I said good riddance. Good riddance. If you're not with us, you're against us. And so that brings on to everybody's favorite Kendrick Bourne. Now I'm bringing That's up Kendrick my guy, Bourne. KB. What's I'm, bringing, I'm bringing up Kendrick Man Bourne because because it was on Twitter and he went with it. Yeah, the, the 49ers offered him a uh, contract extension. They want to keep him around. He's, of course, he's going to go where he can get the best money, right? Even though he's a local kid, he plays for the NFL, and he's going to go and get the best money. We would too, right? If there's a, if whatever field of work you do and there's a position that offered more, if there's a company that offered more, you take it. Uh, but Kendrick Bourne, I think it's a love-hate relationship with him. I think he's had some drops in in – moments that he needed to catch it but i don't think he has so many drops that everybody thinks he does i think yeah he, but it's the ones that he does drop you remember yeah. you know it's one of maybe like two or three but there's those those ones it's like oh man that third down that third down to kept the, cha the chains moving but like yeah. i said i'm a kb fan like i say he's a fan of the pod i'm gonna try to get him on the podcast i follow him on uh <laughs> youtube you know i always comment on this thing you know what i'm saying i'm 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 heavily probably you know promoting the cover forty nine, you know it's we a it's a thing. So I don't I don't hate KB. I just don't know what are you offering him though. I don't oh, think he's he, any better than any like a fourth or fifth receiver receiver. I'm down with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's though. not no number two, even number three money. Because I mean, hell no, the boy can't like separate. He's got great hands. He can go for the ball, but he can't separate yeah. at all. And then he has those. That's moments. why all his catches are highlights because the guys are draping over him. <laughs> Can't separate for shit. Yeah, that's what I said. That's why I was like, uh, he's not worth no ten to fifteen million dollars. I tell oh, you that. Hell no. I said I'd rather draft another rookie because I mean receivers coming out a dime a dozen now. So I mean, but like I said, I'm a I'm a KB fan. He's a fan of the pod. We're, hopefully, we one day we'll get him on here. But yeah, ten to fifteen million dollars that he's looking for. I don't even know if he'll get seven, six million dollars. I mean. To be honest, that's messed that's, that's way too much. Yeah. So, um, so, so KB, we know that the 49ers are going to extend them, right? And so there was another name that everybody thought we were in, 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 uh, cahoots with, right? Uh -huh. And so, like a day before his trade happened, um, everybody thought, you know, there was reports going on, okay, the trades are being done. Is about to happen. Everybody thought the 49ers had put in for the trade and gave them uh, gave the Detroit Lions what they wanted, and that is one Matthew Stafford. Uh, we were linked up with them from the get go. Now, I do think that Matthew Stafford is better than James Garoppolo, 
but I don't think Matthew Stafford is worth the price that the Rams had gave up for him. Ooh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the Rams made that move. I'm, I'll give them maybe one or two year window of wherever they just were. Basically, it was the same move, honestly, in my opinion. Same player. I mean, I guess a little bit better game, but in my opinion, I mean, Matthew Stafford, he's going to a tougher division. I mean, he's got to play the 49ers, as you were saying before. We own the Rams, you know, knock on wood. Right. Still, but uh, it's the same guy to me. You know, I, I mean, and I think he's older than Jimmy G. He's like, what, 32? Oh, yeah, he's way older, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, if we're going to, you know, what they give up, two first, uh, two future first two rounds first. and a, and a two, second two and a third. Seconds. Two future seconds, and then they trade away golf, right? Yeah, so it's like, uh, some moves that you don't make are the better moves. And I feel like if we're going to do something like that, you know, mortgage our future with that i i don't know if i'm too comfortable with that i'm like yeah jimmy g's or not you know for the podcast james garoppolo <laughs> you know uh i'm not a fan of james garoppolo <laughs> but at the same time if you're gonna give me the same quality of player uh, i'm gonna have to pass on that because I'll ride for James Garoppolo on that. On, on on this notice, I'm not willing to give up two future first round picks and some other, you know, second or third round picks, and possibly even a player for a guy that's injury prone, just like Jimmy. That's why I said he's a James Garoppolo. They're the kind of the same player to me. So no, I'm like I mean, Stafford is the better him. passer. He's a better quarterback than Goff and Garoppolo put together. With the package deal that the Lions <coughs> got from the Rams, the two firsts and that third-round pick, and Jared Goff, that's what they wanted. They wanted to get the most they could get for Matt Stafford. I heard that the Panthers are offering the number eight pick straight up for uh, for Stafford. I'm surprised he's not to that. Because I mean, you and get top a, ten pick. It's hard to say no to. Yeah. No, Obviously. I don't. I don't think. Here's here, so here. Here's where the where. Where Twitter and and the fan base and everything everybody's going towards is getting rid of these first round picks because here's here's what here's what they say right the Rams are banking on their first round picks to be from anywhere from twenty six to thirty two right that's what I'm and so saying. they're saying those picks right there aren't worth it and we're gonna trade those guys for like a Jalen Ramsey we're gonna trade those guys for like a Matt Stafford we're gonna trade those guys for Floyd Little or whatever right but um what 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 you don't realize is is if you can pick well, if you can draft well, and that, and that's the half the battle. If you can draft well, those guys on the rookie contracts for the first four years will be cheaper than a Jalen Ramsey. Will be cheaper. I, than I was just gonna say that, man. I was like, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, he's well, he's worth it. But I mean, if you can draft well, I mean, I honestly, I feel like nowadays a first round pick, even second round pick, those are starters. You can start those guys day one. The way well, I mean, football is the bombs. Case in point, look at all these. This you're looking for, I feel like you can get you somebody that if you coach them up well, put them in the right situation, I feel like, and, and it's for the cheap. So then you can spread your money to other positions, resign players, add players. Um, so to me, first, and honestly, first, the third round picks are valuable to me because right. that that's how you build your team. No, you're you know, right. you get those guys for the cheap. 
And, you know, you build off of that, and that's when your scouting department, I mean, that's why they get paid for what they pay. You've got to figure out these guys. So, and, and like the stat was, I think the Rams don't have a first-round pick for, like, the next – it will be 20, by the end when they do have one. It's like, what, 10 years? 20, 2026 is their next first-round pick. Or 2027 yeah. is their next first-round pick. Yeah, so it's like – and you only want and you you want it done in the playoffs. I mean, that you're not a quarterback away because even uh, I, I listened to my guy. I might get him on the the pod one day. My man Colin Cowherd, he's saying that the Rams have one of the best rosters in the league, which is true. I mean, they did have Aaron Donald win the defensive player of the year, which my man T.J. Watts got snubbed, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, uh, they're going to be picking best player available. So whenever they do pick. So I see why they do give up their first-round picks. But honestly, they, I, I guess I, I, I'm the move was – I respect the move, but I'm glad I'm a 49er fan instead of a Ram fan. After yeah, that I mean, not, not to cut you off, though. I'm saying I, I'm cool with it to trade the picks to the players because those windows to win are so small. You got a year, two years, maybe even three years if you're lucky to get a ship. If you ain't getting it, you've been shipped out. There's but no I think they missed their window, to be honest with you. Well, well, I, I, mean, Rams, I mean, Stafford extended it. Getting Stafford extended the window. No, at least for a couple years. I don't know. I don't know. I think he did. Stafford's better than golf. I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've, I've seen these, uh, it's a grind. You know what I'm saying? The year to year is a grind and I feel like, okay, maybe. We'll see. Honestly, I'm not going to say the window's closed. But to me, I feel like that move was a not a desperation move, but it I I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the same spot they were in last year. Well, here Jamal, Jamal, who who was your your number one wide receiver in last year's draft? I uh, look without look at my notes. I think I had uh, C D Lamb ahead of uh, no, Jerry Judy. Oh, well, okay, you had Claypool. I was, I mean, he was my top five, but you're talking right. about you said you had Claypool. With Claypool, they didn't get drafted until the second round, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're mm-hmm. trading those picks away, are you ever going to get a guy like Claypool? Is yeah, Claypool, it's, a deep, it's a deep draft. Is, is, Claypool, draft. is Claypool worth Yeah, but Stafford? not if you're picking in the, the third or fourth round. Or the, the To upgrade okay. your quarter position, yeah, it is. If you're going you're to get rid of Jared Goff for bringing in Matt Stafford, do I open the one for two more years? For every Sullivan Thomas, you get in the third round, the third overall pick. You might get Nick Bosa as number two overall. I just, if you're going to upgrade the quarterback position, I think it's worth uh, the fix. No, I, I don't do. think, I don't think, I don't think you, I think the guy that you can draft, I think is better and cheaper. And I, I don't think that's worth it giving up for Matt Stafford, and especially Matt Stafford with his back injuries. I mean, there was a lot of games last year that he didn't miss. He only missed that last game because they didn't need him to play. But his but performance sure he did his physical though. and the doctors seen him though. They they did their they did their medical work on him. I'm just saying, if you can get a proven commodity like Matt Stafford, you're going to give up a couple of draft picks because those draft picks are they're hit and miss. No, hit true. Miss. No, no, that that part is true. I don't but know about me, you guys, but I hit all the time. Uh, what is he? About to be 33 next week, back injuries and all that. I wouldn't have mortgaged the future for that. Like honestly, I would have maybe rolled out Jared Goff one more year. You know, the Rams know they might not have a future. The window might be right now, two years, maybe three. Let's go get the best quarterback available. See if we can make a run for it. That's what they. Th- that's what the price is. I'm, I'm, no, I'm I respect it. Sean Watson. 
You're I'm exactly every team that wants to go for it. I'm going to Sean Watson. I'm yeah. throwing all those future first rounds, second rounds, everything on on that. But to, to kind of switch the same player out, eh, I hear it. I hear it. I no, mean, so Jamal, you're you're absolutely right. That's exactly what the Rams are thinking. I just think, and I think Chris agrees with me, is that's the wrong way to go with it. I mean, do you want to stay with golf? Maybe no. I think golf and James Garoppolo, I think they're almost the same type of quarterback uh, where you need to have everything around them to go 100% for you to even be successful. Um, and But I don't think... I don't think uh, Stafford is much higher than that. He could pull you some think, plays. Honestly, he's got some arm talent. He's got a lot of arm talent. He's got yeah. a lot of arm talent. But I don't think – He's still throwing those short routes. He's still yeah. throwing those, those – that arm talent is not even – so my whole thing is I'm like, do you think Stafford – my question to both of you guys is, do you still – do you think Stafford is going to dominate the NFC West? No, yes, not sir. the NFC West. Yes, sir. You think he's going to be better than Russell Wilson? Carl, the Rams going to be Carl better Murray. for sure next year. No. I don't know. Honestly, be more competitive. Because I mean, even us with no quarterback. Matt Stafford is like... a way better quarterback option than fucking Jared Goff is, man. <laughs> He's yeah, but I mean, they still weapons, finally have games. weapons. He's got a defense to carry him for the first time in his career. He's got a defense to carry him. He's got an offensive genius the first time in his career. Is I, mean, he... I mean, who do you – Who? McVay. McVay? Is he is he a genius? It might be. I think he is. Yeah, he's one of the top young uh, football minds coming up. Yeah. To me, he's a poor man, Shanahan. Yeah, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a genius. That's a compliment, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. I think. Uh, I think. I think he's he John have to Gruden. Make move, but he was a genius. I think he's John Gruden all the way. I think yeah. he's John Gruden. He's the AFC. He's the NFC West of John Gruden. Basically, all right, I'll give I'm, you that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they found want, a weakness on the team. team. They upgraded it. They got a running game. They got a couple of nice young receivers. They got a defense. Let's go get the best quarterback available. They did it. I'm just saying okay. they're going to be competitive next year. No, they will be. They will. But they were competitive. And I'm year. happy the Rams did it and we did it. That's, that's... Okay. But that will be that will be a different podcast. That will be a different podcast. You. We'll get into our division. But so we're, we're, we're staying on the topic of what's happened in the offseason so far. And there was a guy this week that said, you know what, I want to put my jersey back on for the 49ers, and that's Frankie G, the GOAT, Frank G. Frank the Tank. What do you guys think? Dude, I love me some Frank Gore, man. Favorite all-time 49er. Sign him right now. I mean, but, uh, got, I just, got carries for him. Dude, I, five, I love the guy, but he's six. not a fit. He's not a fit. We got five to six carries for him. We got a third and two. We got Jeff Wilson for that five to six carries. Well, okay, uh, here's the that. thing. Here's the thing. I don't think... I don't think Moser is a, a 15 carry type of back. I think he's oh, he breaks eight, down on us. He's a he eight, down on us. A 10 carry back. I think Jeff Wilson is a 15 carry back. And I think on your third down packages, when you need somebody to pick up a blitz, and I think that when you need to get one yard or two yards, I think Frank Gore is your guy. Yeah, I say he can get it done. Those third and twos, third and ones, the goal line carries from the two, three, two, three yard in. You know, I I feel like he can get it done. I mean, that's why he's still. You know, going on, what, 16, 13, whatever, how many years he's been in the league? I mean, there is a job for that because there is a there is a job for, I mean, for that for that role, you know. And he has the leadership role, you know, saying you get somebody in here, you know, a rookie in here or something like that. You guys can – he's a good mentor. He can, you know, show him how to – show him the ropes. He's a good locker room guy, get everybody in order, you know, um, 
he also is uh, – he's still he's, – like I said, he's still got a little – Frank got a little left in the tank. No, I'm sure he does, but unless he's coming in as the veteran minimum oh, yeah. occupying like yeah. a practice oh, squad yeah, no, spot, no, he's not yeah. there's no room for him. No, he, so, doesn't fit our, he doesn't fit our system at all. No, he's all not. the running backs under Kyle Shanahan, Matt Breida, speed back, Mozart, speed back. Uh, Tevin Coleman's got speed. He doesn't fit that. But, uh, I, mean, I feel like mold. he can take Kevin Tevin Coleman's role. Because, I mean, honestly, Tevin Coleman's take a, He can team. take McKinnon's role. Yeah, I was like, I, like I said, there's, there's a spot. I, I mean, Hasty. We saw firsthand against I mean, us Hasty. this year in that Jets game. He was still running that rock good. I mean, Jamal says, what about Hasty? I mean, but I feel like Hasty is a running back that we can replace. I think I think we got we can lucky. find Hasties. Yeah, there's, I think we got a lot lucky of with, on the street. I think They're we got lucky NFL, with AFL, whatever. There's yeah, a lot of those no problem. I'm just saying Hasty fits that mold of running back that Kyle Shanahan wants. Kyle Shanahan owes nothing to Frank Gore. I don't care what Kyle Shanahan wants. Kyle Shanahan has had four years of wanting whatever he wants. We can't find a damn quarterback. We can't find uh, a, a good stable running back. Right? We can't find. A, a, a right tackle that can pass block, you know what I mean? Kyle Shanahan needs to bring Frank Gore because you don't want to bring anybody else that we like. We need to bring Frank Gore. And I know I sound like a homer, but I need to have Frank that's, Gore in the 49 That's poor reasoning right there, sir. <laughs> hey, I still ride with you, Tess, though, but uh, <laughs> Jamal is right. Yeah, call up Vernon <laughs> Davis. Maybe he'll come back at retirement, too. Who? Call up Vernon. Maybe he'll come back. I want the Deli- hey, Delaney. Hey, hey. Call back Pat. Hey, get P. Will on here too. Another player of the pod, podcast. Get Bowman. Get the whole squad. Get Justin Smith. Bring them all back. No, realistic, man. That, 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 that ship has sailed, man. It's long gone. <laughs> Frank Gore had a good run with us. He'll come back on a one-day contract, retire the 49er. Uh, he's going to um, do the Jason yeah, Wynn round, huh? Sorry, I okay. can't do it, man. Uh, hey, I, hey I, can't, I can't argue. It's just like I, I was just a homer in me. But well, I, I would love to see Frank Gore, you know, because to honestly, our running back position on our team, I honestly I don't really feel like we need anybody because we just find anybody, and just like his dad did. I mean, he had like what five or six uh, running backs with thousand yard seasons, different. Right. You know, it's like it's the scheme. So right. I mean, we can find anybody. So that's why I'm like, ah, let's, let's throw Frank in there, you know, just on some. You know, on some strength, on some love, you know, some old time sake. If he wants to keep playing, we well, can, we got thing. a job for it. We can, we can, you know, we got three to four carries for you a game, maybe five. Here's the thing you know. if Frank Gore was Alfred Morris, Shanahan would want Alfred Morris. You know what I mean? I'm hey, not, he's still getting carries. I'm just he's being still paid. Getting Frank Gore's getting carries. Frank Gore, I know, Jamal, saying, how about this? Still out there. Jamal, how about this thing? Frank Gore had more rushing yards than anybody on the 49ers last season. Hell no. No, look it up. I guarantee you did. Hell look it up. Yeah, but everyone was hurt, though. So it's an anomaly. And Frank Gore don't get hurt. Frank Gore is going to make sure nobody else gets hurt around him. That's Frank Gore can't get the edge. He's years old. He's still running. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just, think he you got Jess Wolf in between the tackles. You ain't getting for Frank Gore. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's a little Frank Gore cover 49. Maybe it's a little homer in me, but Frank Gore, I love you. And, uh, oh, yeah. From one, I love you, too. From one to two. If you want to see him back in red and gold, go on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I was just watching uh, uh, an interview with Warren Sapp, and he was going in on somebody that said Frank Gore is not a Hall of Famer and that he is not a hell of a player. It was I was watching the Rich Eisen uh, podcast, 
and uh, his stats guy was saying the NFL would not know it, the NFL would be fine without uh, not knowing uh, Frank Gore and Warren Sapp jumped all over him. And I, I felt the same way, honestly. I, even though, you know, Frank did a lot of stuff for us. I mean, he was notorious for a good long run out of Dude, nowhere. He'd pop from, out of nowhere and get like three, four yards, three, four yards, three, four yards, two yards. 2002, yard. from 2002, you know, from 2002 to 2011, the 49ers were Frank Gore and Patrick Willis. Both of the guys yeah. belong in the Hall of Fame. Now, we're, we're going to transition to the next conversation about the Hall of Fame. And one guy that does not belong in the freaking Hall of Fame <laughs> is Calvin Johnson. I know that Megatron was a great player. I know that he was one of the best wide receivers in his era. I know that. I, I understand that, right? And he's got numbers and all that kind of stuff. But if you look at the numbers, if you look at the numbers. Are you numbers, saying he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame or he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer? He doesn't belong. Okay, here, here. This is how you got to look at it. This is how you got to look at it. Is Brandon Marshall in the Hall of Fame? Not yet. No. Is, I don't think he'll make it. Is Musa Muhammad in the Ma Hall of Fame? No. Well, I'll tell you this, be. like I told you last night, Tessie Tess, Panthers, bring them on Run it bliss. I will let you know. I will let you know who the Hall of Fame. I'm a Hall of Famer voter. I <laughs> will not vote for Musa Muhammad or Brandon Marshall. Okay, These so are not Hall of Famers. If Brandon Marshall and Musa Muhammad can't get in, Calvin Johnson cannot get in. Both Mega of those try. guys. Both of those Mega guys. Try. Okay. Calvin Johnson played what? Calvin Johnson played what? Like seven years? Musa Muhammad have a, has seven years in his... Bro, Calvin Johnson changed the game at wide receiver. How did he change they the game? covered that, him like that a six front. foot six that, freak of nature that just did what he was going to do. He ran a 4 three forty at 6'5", 230. That is an anomaly on itself. Then how come... And how, they were covering him like it was a punt. How come Javid Best... The, they had the two guys on the goal line kind of cover him and they had a guy on the top like they were going for a punt return coverage in, it's in not, the red zone it's not it's not his fault that defensive coordinator doesn't know how to disguise coverage it doesn't know or play bracket if you're gonna put two dbs in front of him that's not his fault right he didn't catch the ball did he yes, he wasn't he that great he didn't catch the ball he in that particular ball. Play. not when there's two dbs in front of him now now hey, look i'll tell you this right now the Hall of Fame class this year, they got it right. No, they did not. Hundred percent. What about Patrick Willis? What about Patrick Willis? He next year. Next year. Exactly. He is a Hall of Famer. But he's, he's a gonna Hall get, of he's gonna get snubbed a little bit because he yeah, has there, there ain't no love there. for defense on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. No love. This this so one dude in per year, maybe. Yeah, exactly. One or two defensive guys, but mostly if it's a class like this, like, there's, like, Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson. Those guys are going to get in off tops. I mean, those names are already going to just – those are Hall of Famers. I mean, they're going to just get it off the name alone. I'm not going to lie to you. So, it's like, you say Calvin Johnson, it's like – Everyone knows who Calvin Johnson jelly. is, man. That's a, that's a Hall of Fame sandwich. Peanut butter jelly is a Hall of Fame sandwich. And if you don't like PB&Js or if you like jelly jelly, or peanut butter, pudding butter. You know, it, it's it's peanut butter jelly. It's a hit. It's a Hall of Fame. No, so, in my opinion, he was he's a generational talent, or he was exactly. A talent, you know, exactly. I mean, the dude was the total that. package. 
we it was dropped- a damn shame he played in Detroit. Who went yes, anywhere that, else? He might still be playing right now. He dropped that term. He would have been more glorified, but he played with the Lions when they were only winning three, four games a year. But he was still catching, I would say, 75 to 100 balls and 1,000 to 13,000. And he almost had 2,000 yards receiving. Brandon Marshall did that. Brandon Marshall did that, and he led this team to the playoffs. He never played in the playoffs. Brandon Marshall played in the playoffs. Look it up. Look it up. I'll look it up some other time. He never played in the playoffs. He, he wasn't on that Tebow. Good. He wasn't on that Tebow Broncos. No, he wasn't on the Tebow. No, he was not. You know who caught that? That touchdown. Uh, Derek Thomas. Thomas. Derek yeah, Thomas. Marius, same yeah. brother. He racist. Oh, I, I love you, Tim Brady Marshall, bro. A dude caught a thousand <laughs> yards for four different teams, and they're all booty quarterbacks. The Brady Marshall deserves to get in, also. But Calvin Johnson is leaps and bounds a better receiver than Brandon Marshall is. If, yeah. if Calvin I, I, I Johnson, said, is yeah, Brandon Marshall is a, a hell of a player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. If Calvin Johnson's in, if Calvin Johnson in, then so is Musa Muhammad. Musa Muhammad, come on, Tash. You better than that, man. I can't <laughs> let you go down there. Musa Muhammad, give me one good play Musa Muhammad can make I'll give you, that you can think of. I'll give you one good saying Musa, Musa Muhammad said. He said what that. What did he say? He said, <laughs> he said, wide receivers go to Chicago to die. That's what he said. And what happened? He, he died. died. <laughs> he died. I mean, he's still alive. Oh, Robinson did okay. Musa Muhammad, a uh, friend of the program, Cover 49. Um, listen, though, guys. So, one, we, we do have a 49er in the Hall of Fame this year. Technically, he is our GM, John Lynch. And so, John Lynch gets on his, uh, you know, John Lynch is feeling himself a little bit, right? He's about to get a, Too much. his bust. He's going to – his perfect smile. He's going to his, his get his Hall of Fame jacket. He's, he's talking to the crib. media this morning. It's called white crib. <laughs> he's talking to the media this morning. And he and he drops a he drops a little nugget. A little nugget they ask him a little about what you think about Patrick Mahomes. And he goes, <laughs> Let me tell you guys something about Patrick Mahomes. I was at Patrick Mahomes' pro day. This is my best John Lynch expression. Uh don't mind my little acting here. I was, don't mind I was your, at Patrick uh, Mahomes uh pro day and uh he was throwing against the wind and he was just slicing through the wind and it just leave you know my my jaw open. And and so after the pro day. I ended up taking uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes on dinner, and he's just passed all the tests. I took him out for dinner. I called Kyle, and I told Kyle, maybe we should rethink our quarterback strategy. Not, I don't know if he was trying to be a nice guy or a funny guy, but I don't think your GM is supposed to throw your coach under the bus. No, this is, this is going to be a snowball effect. This is the, uh, the first chink of the armor. It's going to be the downfall of the 49ers and his little perfect relationship of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. That's a shot fired right there. That's a mm-hmm. that's some BS on Lynch's part. Uh, come public with that. Hey, that's if what we hear a little side text. Like, come on, bro. Like, you going to say that? Like, you know, what I mean, I might have, I might have did say all that, but it's like, come on, man. Don't air out our dirty laundry, man. We we good, we good. I mean, you can come talk to me about that on another, you know, like privately, say something like that. But I I, I agree with you, Jamal. I'm like, ooh. We, I'm gonna start looking at you a little bit different, a little side. Yeah, I mean, it's the first bit. time that stuff's kind of leaking out, though. Back in you know yeah. the uh, few years ago with Chip Kelly and the uh, Jim Tom Sulair, uh, Jim, uh, what's his name? Damn, Jim Harbaugh. Leaks yeah. were coming out everywhere, so we've been pretty tight. But uh, this is a big one. Yeah, but this isn't this isn't a leak. This is a uh, uh, John Lynch leaving the cat out of the bag, and I don't so. I think I think the quarterback situation is a little stressful for the 49ers. I think 
Here's, oh, here's yeah. what I think. Here's what I think, guys. And I want you to agree with, agree with me or not. I think Kyle Shanahan, after that Falcons run, doing what he did with Matt Ryan, doing what he did with Robert Griffin, doing what he did with Johnny Manziel, doing what he did with Kirk Cousins, I think he was feeling himself a little bit. I think he said, I'm going to bring Brian Hoyer in here, and I'm going to make Brian Hoyer a serviceable quarterback. After that, he said, I'm going to draft C.J. Beathard, and I'm going to make C.J. Beathard maybe third the next round. Kirk Cousins, right? Another oh, give me – Jimmy Garoppolo, James Garoppolo, and I'm gonna make James Garoppolo, look good, which he did for a season. He did make him look good. I'll give him that. But well, done talking about it. wasn't that John Lynch who got the Jimmy Garoppolo trade? He made right, that yeah. happen. What we he get did. like uh second round a pick, second round, a third round pick or something? We right. So he did, but Shanahan had to sign off for it, and he believed in his ability of being a so-called quarterback whisperer that he has overlooked these guys' talents and he's thought. That my 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 mindset, my smarts, my brilliance, me being a great coach will overcome all that problems, right? And so I think John Lynch doesn't want to be on the wrong side of history when saying that I wanted to go get Mahomes, I wanted to go get a Deshaun Watson, I wanted to go get a Sam Darnold, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan has the the last say of what happens on the roster. Do we? Do you guys agree with me or not? I don't agree with you, Tess. I never do. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Tess. <laughs> I mean, no, listen, even like a guy like Dante Pettis, that was like two years too late of, of trying to trade. <laughs> that's, you know that, I mean? that, that's another one. That's that's another friend of the podcast. I don't want to rip him on the show, but I will cut him. <laughs> what you got to say about Dante Pettis, Ramon? I mean, that was a joke, man. I mean, <laughs> that's what sucks. Like, I was that's super high on Ruben Foster. Never got to meet him. If I only know he's a psychopath, I wouldn't have drafted him. Like these fools are meeting. <laughs> but hey, but he needs to know. Cop- I'm telling. I'm, I I tell people all the time. You got to have a couple crazies on the team. You know. Yeah. Don't they no crazy? He had no dog in him. Like, what do you? Like, what was the decision drafting this guy? Moving up to draft him made no damn sense. He didn't I'll give you that, but I mean, he was a hell of a talent for the little bit that he was on the field, and I feel like uh, if we had like a Patrick Willis or a Navarro Bowman kind of to kind of take him under his wings to get his life together, you know, because you can't really – you don't have anybody to – the guy like that, you got to have somebody established to bring him in and try to tell him, hey, this is not how we do things. That you got to get your shit together, you know. Well, here, but here, here, Here's the thing that I think the biggest downfall of Ruben Foster was. He had a crazy girlfriend. So that's <laughs> – you know what I mean? Don't we all? crazy girlfriend. At some point? Yeah, well – Shout out the wives. I yeah. say out to I only have wives. one girlfriend in my life. Me too. <laughs> um, married for 30 years. <laughs> no, but but it it I don't know how we got on this topic. I don't know what are we talking about. Nah, my we're, bad. Talking about we're talking about <laughs> hey, no, hey, we rip we rapping. We rapping. You know, we're talking saying, about like, we, do, I didn't, we don't have the ability to meet these players. The coaches and the GM do. What did they see or hear from Dante Pettis? Like, man, we're going to get you. Like, how did that conversation happen? I know. I know. He's almost on that that perfect. He's not at that level, but he's like a couple of notches down from being that level. So it's like, you know, know this guy is crazy. So it's like, you got to have a a good support system. I mean, to help this guy out. I mean, he's a a hell of a talent. Right. But – you know, your best ability is your availability. And if you're not available to me and you're doing all this craziness, you're no good to me. Right. You know, so it's like, 
Ah, man, I can I can replace you. Two guys can replace you for the cheap. I can get two for one. No, I mean, so, that's kind of how I look at the situation. It's like, you know, you take a man, you look at him, size him up, you know, have a conversation, see where his head is at. And, you know, it's all depends on the coaching staff. If you have the right support system, the right coaching staff, if you have veterans in the locker room, because, I mean, I feel like that's a, a thing you need to have. Two championship teams do need some veteran leadership, even if they aren't contributing on the field. But I feel like they can contribute off the field, you know, off the field and in the locker room because that, that's, a, that's a component to success too, you know. You can be all wild and crazy. But it's not going to translate to the field. No, definitely. You know, shout, so, out, shout, out, shout out the Panthers. No, so definitely. Oh, so six, that's, oh, that, that's where I think we fell short in the season. You know what I mean? This broadcast, this particular episode is a review in the season. I think Sala and I think Shanahan, I think they're feeling themselves too much. I think they thought they can overcome the downfall of the roster. Uh, of course, you can't foresee injuries. Of course, you can't foresee Santa Clara kicking you out of your own stadium. You can't see those things, right? I, I, you can't see that you're not going to have a preseason. So you come into the season with a little vanilla play calling, try to escape one uh, against the Cardinals, and you think you got the Jets, you think you got the Giants, and then you think you can squeak by the first three weeks, right? But you you're, you started off from the eight ball. The avalanche came down, and we couldn't just get out of the, the muck of it. And so I think that's the season – in a wrap, um, what do you guys think? Injuries. Just think, thank, thank God our season is over. It was a tough, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, we went from the, the high to the low of the Super Bowl, but, you know, we never got back up to, to relevancy, you know what I'm saying? The, our schedule, it was hard, but it it, it really wasn't. There was, there was a lot of winnable games in uh, – that we could have won this year. And like I said, our quarterback play could most definitely uh, contributed to our wins and losses. But like I said, I'm more looking forward to what they can do moving forward. You know, we self-evaluate ourselves. I mean, you can't really, you know, self-evaluate. I mean, you can, but when I say uh, off of last year's team, I mean, that was, that was a, that was a hell of a run. Nobody saw, we could have said we were going to the Super Bowl, but, I mean, as we was going through that whole year last year, um, it uh, it was like, okay, all right. So then going into this year, we had the same expectations, and then when it didn't uh, manifest that way, it's like we're kind of like a little shocked, right. everything like that. So I just want to think uh, we should just get back to the basics, you know, figure out our strengths, work on those. And then, you know, look at our weaknesses and what can we do to improve those. And like I said, um, upgrade the places that we need and just take a good look, a hard look and see what we have. Right. No, so and, and that and that brings me to the conclusion of the podcast, right? Um, thank you guys for staying with us for the first episode. We aren't going to be critiquing every every little thing that the 49ers do, right? We are 49ers fans. We love the 49ers. We're passionate about the 49ers. We want to see one Super Bowl before we pass away, right? Oh, man, and for real, man. The one Super Bowl one, in our one. lifetime, right? We're a little babies. We're a little four-year-olds, little five-year-olds, little three-year-olds. I tell you, 94. Yeah, the last time Steve Young was running around Candlestick exactly. Park, Exactly. Right? So, exactly. Uh, we, we just want to see one Super Bowl. And so what we're going to do with these podcasts, these next few coming weeks, we're going to break down every single position. We're probably going to start off from the the, uh, the safeties and the corners next week, and we're going to look at 
who's leaving, who's staying, who's in free agency, who's available in the draft. We're going to do our homework, and we're going to bring you guys a educated guess of what needs to happen for the 49ers to be successful in every single position. Now, we're not going to say, oh, go out there and sign the most expensive cornerback. Go out there and sign the most expensive safety because we're going to be realistic about it. We're going to do our homework in the draft and to see who's coming up in the draft. We're going to do our homework in free agents to see who fits our system, the system that we run with the wide nine Seattle uh, Seattle Tampa three defense. I mean, Seattle covered three defense. And we're going to see what pieces can fit where. And we're going to bring you insights. We're going to bring you educated guesses. We're not going to sit here and say that, oh, we need to go get Deshaun Watson and, tr- and trade all 10 of our first round picks for the next 10. Oh, yeah, no, kill yourself. We're not going to be that type of podcast. Okay. No. Um, Chrissy Chris, you want to let them know what's up? Oh, no. Like I said, we're, we're always going to give you the real, the raw. And the most definitely, we're going to be insightful. You know, uh, my man, Tessie Chess, is going to come with all the facts. My man, Jamal, a.k.a. Bagman, is going to come in and bring it in with all the facts as well. And me, I'm just going to just tell you how it is. It's all up top, on, on top of the dome. Uh, I'm going to just basically tell you, like you said, uh, we're going to tell you from position to position. We're not going to, like you said, we're not going to throw out uh, all our uh, – you know, draft picks to get one player, but if it makes sense to ne- negotiate a trade, a realistic trade, not one where, yeah, we're going to give you our our first 10-round picks for the next 10 years, something like that, but we're going to make it where it's feasible to for both parties, you know, um, and we're just going to – we're not homers, but we're just going to keep it real. And, like, if we don't feel it and if it's not right and – we're just going to just do what we do. That's why we're covering 49. That's our base D. You know, when in doubt, you know, when everything's going chaotic, hurry up offense. Like I said, I'm a defensive guy. When everything gets all scrambled and everything like that, you just got to yell out, base, base, base. Cover 49. That's us. So you want that basic information, you know, that inside. Like I said, my guys, they got it. Like I said, shout out Tessie Chess and my man Jamal, a.k.a. the bag man. <laughs> It's gonna, any, it's gonna stick. Jamal, anything else negative you want to say about Frank Gore? No, nah, no, nah, I love me, boy. I love me, boy, Frankie G. No, nah, but real oh, talk, no, though. No, I mean, he's uh, keeping it real. That's what I said. He's just gonna keep it real. Yeah, we're normal dudes, man. We work down to fives. We're not insiders. So we got all our information online from Twitter, IG. But, uh, you know, we're big Niner fans. But, uh, yeah, on a real talk, though, it's gonna be exciting. This is our first time uh, getting together and just, you know, trying on the same page as far as jumping on who, trying to keep each other um, in high spirits. But um, it's going to be fun. Real talk, though. And I also want to say um, rest in peace to a Niners legend who passed away on Friday, Charlie Kruger. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we didn't get to see him play, unfortunately. Might see some clips here and there, but it's always sucks to see uh, a Niner guy go. So, you know, right. rest in peace, big guy. How's it go? Jimmy Tom Sula, Jimmy Tom Sula, open up my shirt like Jimmy Tom Sula, got the gold chain on like Jimmy Tom Sula. Like that?